skyrocketed. So a $600 pension 10, 15 years ago won't buy much of anything here today. And why the millennial generation is starting to give up because they can't afford to get a, a good job or own a house. A million Venezuelans voting uh, for this assembly saying it's actually less than three. It is. And people are going to start rioting in the streets. Was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. And ignore him. And eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. The Federal Reserve note will be your biggest financial liability. RT Live Talk. A little late night talk. Figure I would check in. Um, just actually starting to begin to wind down a little bit. It's a little late tonight, but I wanted to uh, check in due to a uh, email I received from someone in the RTD community. And I figure right now, if I didn't get the email out or share the email with you and just give you more of a inside uh, look as to what's going on from a business standpoint, um, I'll probably miss the opportunity. So that being the case, won't be on long tonight. Just wanted to check in, share a little update, share some video footage with you, and also share something that uh, this particular email, uh, the thought it triggered in my mind that took me. So I caught myself. I caught myself talking and there was no sound. <laughs> I had sound before I clicked start stream, but all of a sudden sound went out. So with that getting being the case, welcome to RT Live Talk. Detroit's number one late night talk, late night talk. So tonight, somewhat of a late stream, won't be on long, but I just wanted to check in because I received an email from a member of the RTD community in relation to how uh, the, the the national emergency there impacting business in particular his business and so I just want to share a little email that was forwarded on to me with permission of the person as well so I appreciate that heads up and then also uh, some thoughts were triggered about this whole national emergency that I want to rewind back the clock a little bit and take you guys back to last year um, and share something with you as well that uh, was just uh, something I didn't understand at that point but probably can connect the dots a little bit to what's going on now and what's coming in the future. So with that being the case, welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike. There's a the number, 313-462-0027. Give me a call and let me know what's in your mind, as well as a chat over here. Uh, let me know where you're watching from. I'll definitely acknowledge your presence and uh, we'll get it moving. But as I mentioned, won't be back, won't be on long tonight. And so with that being the case, yeah, I apologize for the, for the hang up <laughs> just because it was I had sound before I clicked start, but whatever. So let's keep it moving. With that being the case, we got Nathaniel, we got Absolutely My, we got Tony, we got Spirit, what else we got? Ernest, Low Blood Pressure, G-Man, uh, Excalibur, Anthony, uh, what else? Okay, Clint Eastwood, appreciate everybody hanging out, Dewan. So yeah, so right now, social unrest. So last night we talked about social unrest and just how it's going to become more of a common trend. And then from this little letter I'm going to share with you guys, it really got me to thinking about how do we move forward? 
And so in situations such as in Chile, where they have a national emergency, and it's basically a, a from top down, they're cracking down on all forms and all fashions. And we've never, or I've never witnessed anything of seriousness in regards to a national emergency where the government directly shuts things down and, and there's military or um, armed forces on the streets. And so I've actually, I watched some videos today and I'll probably see if I can pull them up, but you got people, and that's another thing, down in South America, or Central America in particular, it's common to see security guard, paid security guards, and militia, as well as, I'm sorry, military, on the streets, AK, or not, M16, shotguns, everywhere you look. It's just common to where it's like, okay, it's different. But I watched a video today where a person looked like they were going into a shopping area, and it was a, a police officer, a couple of them, and they just, pow, just letting off into the crowd. And I don't know if they're shooting blanks or pellets, but... I'm thinking people are scrambling, they just shooting in the crowd. I'm thinking like, wow, that's that's a true national emergency. So I wanted to uh, share this uh, little letter with you guys. And so this is from a, a, a business standpoint. And so the person that sent this to me, I uh, appreciate you sending it. And so this is, you know, because because it impacts their business. And so they mentioned a couple other things about how the tariffs or whatnot is really causing issues. And it's more than what Trump is leading us to believe it is. Because this individual is, is filling the pinch when it comes to uh, the cost of him doing business. So it looks like there's a ship code transport. And so the person export imports and whatnot from various parts of the country, or the world rather. And this was, I guess, sent to him today. And it's an update. And so basically saying that due to the national emergency in greater Santiago region and other areas, they want to keep their customers up to date. So it's a real short one. But just think about this if, from a business standpoint. This impacts your money. This impacts how you do business. And this individual, I'm sure, is not the only one. Because Chile, in general, is, is naturally rich. They have, you know, they have a lot of naturally rich. I know the wine sectors there is booming. They got the mining sectors booming there. All types of natural, minerally rich land there that does a lot of business back and forth. And so you got stuff like this, national emergency, that puts all that on halt. So imagine the ripple effects when it comes to uh, all the... Uh, the, the financial dealings behind transporting and whatnot back and forth and how it's going to be some issues eventually. But here's an article here. Here's a little letter here. And it says, Dear Value Customer, further to advisory date October 21st, we would like to inform you that the situation in Chile continues to remain unstable. It says curfews are expected to continue in various cities. Banks and schools remain closed. The mass transportation is chaotic and insufficient, and hence our office will remain open only till noon as of today. However, we have authorized our staff to work from home. They would only be able to provide limited support, though. We will further keep you posted on the updates. And so I read this, and it says here that Chile continues to remain unstable. Curfews are expected to continue. Banks and schools are closed. So just imagine that's a a region that's in a state of emergency, a national emergency, just a complete chaos. And then I'm going to actually, you know, take a little further. I want to share a, a video with you guys of how this is a more up-to-date video. And it just gives some of the, some of the scenery in the streets. So we got just, as it says here, unrest in Chile and we got stuff burning in the streets. And, <laughs> and I've watched several, I've watched several uh, videos where people are just basically finding 
they just looting and just stealing whatever they want down there. And what, what really made me want to share this tonight at this current moment in time is just this, the concept of, of a national emergency. And so because of the social unrest, a national emergency was implemented there. That entire region, the Santiago region, is in chaos from what we're seeing and from what this letter tells us to where it shuts down businesses. Banks are closed because think about it. People are running to the to the malls and to everything else to loot and to steal and to destroy. It's good to say a lot of people would want to run to a bank. And one thing that's different about banks outside of this country, especially in the Central American region, and <laughs> they have uh, really small kiosk type facilities. Most of the banks in those regions there are there, you know, apart from Santiago and Los Condes in the downtown region, they have a banking sector that's pretty big, but for the most part, they're smaller kiosk style banks that's heavily guarded and they definitely have the, the steel shed slides, doors, and you know, so they, they in anticipation of stuff like this, they're a lot more prepared for events like this to where they can shut down banks. And I'm thinking like, okay, Worst case scenario, down the line, who knows, God forbid, it doesn't happen. But the day that we have a national emergency here. And so how unprepared we are here for anything of this magnitude. When we talk about preparedness, here we got buses is on fire. When we talk about preparedness, we're talking about hurricanes, tornadoes. We're talking about natural events that typically occur. In no form or fashion have we ever entertained the thought outside of all the things in the alternative media world that we've heard about needing to prepare for the worst case scenario of military on the street, cops on the streets, and food, water, clothing, shelter, all those type of things. Excuse me. And so I'm thinking, like, let's, let's, let's just go back a little bit because I remember the whole concept of preparedness. And so last September, and I got an article here, last September I remember doing a live stream and mentioning uh, that President Trump declared September of 2018 National Preparedness Month. And at that time, I'm thinking like, I know this was leading to September. We were talking about the volatility in the markets and just concern for what was coming. Because once again, why would President Trump talk about a National Preparedness Month? And then I'm going to read through some of these things here. And, and seeing what's happening around the world with all these events in Chile, Lebanon, and Hong Kong, and France, so all these places where there's just unrest because people are fed up and, and it's just ideal conditions for people to express their anger in this way. And so preparedness, what does it mean to be prepared? And I think, you know, intuition, a little gut feeling I have tells me that, you know, all these things are good indicators and signs that we should heed warning, and especially for whatever reason, in November, I'm just sensing or kind of getting a vibe that November might be somewhat of a, you know, a, a touchy month. I don't know if it'll get to the point where we'll see social unrest, but it's going to be an interesting time frame. But when President Trump signed this and unleashed this or basically made it public, I'm thinking like, what is this guy talking about? What does he know that we don't know? And when I was just reading through this, I saw a lot of things here, and it has to do with somewhat natural events. So if it says here, multiple hurricanes, wildfire, tornadoes, volcano eruptions, and whatever. But then it goes on to four, talk about tragedies are somber reminders that preparedness is a shared responsibility and that it is critical to maintain readiness. And so maintaining readiness. President Trump gave this warning last year. Nothing really transpired 
September, October, November. Of course, no December. The markets did some has some issues, but the federal emergency ma uh, management uh, agenda's ready campaign outlines other important steps to best prepare for a major disaster. And so, I'm not sure if I'm reading too much into it. I, I probably could. I probably am. But it's just interesting that nothing happened during this preparedness month time frame. But then we got all this stuff happening now. And here in this country, we've never even been introduced or haven't even come to the thought of a national emergency here. So I want to find out what you guys think. Do you guys remember this particular uh, declaration of September last year and how nothing transpired, but it was just all of a sudden put out there? So I don't know if every September or whatever is National Preparedness Month or if it's just that time frame there. But national emergencies, you know, how would a national emergency play out here? And, you know, I would assume it would be on a coast to coast, top to bottom type of ordeal. And, you know, a lot of people always say that, you know, the border wall is always designed to keep us in, of which I don't doubt that that could be something that uh, definitely, it, you know, depending on how things get, it could be problematic where people are definitely trying to get out and the wall could definitely prevent that from happening. So I just wanted to check in and get you guys uh, just thinking about some things because preparedness is one thing that we're not really introduced to or, or used to, but yet I would imagine definitely down in Los Condes, Santiago region, where it's it's very developed down there. A lot of people weren't thinking about needing to be prepared over just the increase in the cost of catching the subway and the buses and all those things that led people to hit the streets. So curious to find out what you guys think. Let me know in the chat. Um, preparedness, readiness, you know, is there something that, you know, you can actually prepare or be ready for when it hits at the level uh, that it's hitting right now around the world? And once again, you know, what kind of catalyst do you see that could possibly trigger something like that here? I'll be uh, curious to find out what you guys think. And so uh, somebody says a 45, <laughs> monetary with the 45, everything is only monetary with 45, nothing more or less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hear Trump is trying to negotiate his family exit to keep them away from going to jail. Um, Tony, if that was real, that would be something interesting. That would be very interesting. And so just think about that. Like if this impeachment process proceeds and they actually push momentum and they actually try to bring up some charges or whatever, I don't know how it would play out. I could see a good portion of the population taken to the streets in protest, feeling like they have been betrayed by D.C. in general by removing someone that I guess was their vote or whatnot, their candidate. So that could be a trigger right there that could lead to protests in the streets. And it's one of the things where I don't think the mainstream media will hide it, like they're hiding and not really covering all the events happening outside this country. I think the mainstream media would run with that and it would be it would probably, it would definitely escalate things to a point where I think it would be done intentionally. I think the, the forces that own those stations would definitely run with those prime time stories of protests, fires, burning, East Coast, West Coast, Las Vegas, Los Angeles on fire, Detroit. I mean, like, that's the type of stuff I can see in the next year or two if this whole political situation doesn't play out the way that, um, either the forces that be wanted to play out or if it's if it's not the way they want it to play out they're going to incite some type of things that makes the the, the, the turns our country into a uh, a situation where there's mass unrest 
and the need for a national emergency. It says uh, buy rations and get a rifle. Broadlight Broker says Trump is going nowhere except to be reselected. Yeah, and so if he gets reselected, if he gets re, if he gets another term, it's good to say I, I would assume and I hope that he'll start living up to more of the promises he ran uh, on in his campaign. And so we'll be able to see some, you know, how a lot of alternative media people talk about the sealed indictments. Like there's so many, you know, sealed indictments out there. You know, we, you know, they keep counting us 20,000 indictments and whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it'd be great to see some, some, some risk some, some famous and recognizable people that have been a part of this crime and corruption for ever be brought on, brought to the light as well. That'd be worthwhile. But I'm, once again, I ain't too, I ain't too confident. I'm going to see that. Convertible Burt in house, folks. Tupac for life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is this guy talking about? Convertible Burt, you got any... Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's... I don't know what's going on there. Not seeing much value being added right there to the channel. Uh, it says, Jesse James. No, Jeff Dresser. We, we already have people protesting. Look at the UAW on strike. Chicago teachers on strike. Power being shut off in California. Yeah, that's a whole other issue there. I see that PG&E, it looks like they're playing hardball on negotiations out there. And that's one thing uh, you don't hear about um, on this side that much. So let me see, PG&E cut power. So when I saw this, I'm thinking like, wow, they talk about they're threatening cutting power to the entire region or state. It says more, more California blackouts to avert wildfires may start Wednesday. This is, oh, this is October. May, wildfires may start Wednesday. So they up there anticipating fires to start <laughs> again. Ah oh, man, this yeah, this gonna be uh, it's gonna be different right here. So it says, uh, let me see, we read through this a little bit. It says residents in 16 California counties have been warned that Wednesday may bring more intentional power shutoffs to over 200,000 customers. The announcement comes less than a month after the utility company PG&E cut off power for several days to nearly 800,000 customers across northern and central California. Gusty winds, low humidity, and high temperatures threatened to cause fires near the Bay Area and Central Valley. So, man, like, do we have any viewers right now that's watching that um, have been impacted by power being cut or whatnot in that region? Let me know in the chat or call in. I'm curious to find out how that plays out out there. And the, the good news is out of all that, you guys have, excuse me, have decent weather. And so given the fact the weather's not bad, I'm sure it's not as hot as it probably would be dead summer. So it's not really like, you know, excruciating hot out there, but definitely it has to be a pain in the butt and very dangerous not having power. I said Ecuador is up in war also. Yeah, Lennox, good point, man. So last night I saw that Morales looks like he won again another term, and the people aren't so happy with that. So I saw, I think it was like 11 o'clock, I saw some tweets come through about, you know, they burning stuff down in Ecuador. So I'm thinking like, man, it's just everybody's up in arms these days. And and what's bad is majority of these places, they're, they, they are armed but not heavily armed. So all these people are on the streets throwing rocks and bricks and stuff like that. But here in this country, everybody's armed for the most part. So I don't know if people are going to go to the streets throwing rocks and bricks because I think we just too civilized to throw paraphernalia of that nature. People will probably want to 
you know, you know, throw some lead in a very, very unpleasant, unbad way. It says crime and corruption. Roy says crime and corruption is the reason the masses are protesting in Iraq. Hundreds were killed. Why? The Iranian control much of the region. That's who killed the Iraqi citizens. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It says this uh, this one is up north where the fracking is. So will PGE pay for all your spoiled food? Vegas. Uh, I would doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that they come out of anything. And from what I'm gathering with this PGE, because it looks like just uh, um, it's a private company, and so it looks like the state or the city or counties or whatever are trying to put together a package to actually buy them because of they're still having issues. I think they were talking about filing for bankruptcy because of the fires from last year. And basically, whenever you can't pay for your mistakes, you just file bankruptcy. Just like uh, the two bigger fail banks will do as well, as I covered that several months ago, that all those banks that are labeled too big to fail, they have already drafted up in their banking resolution paperwork that they're going to file. They're going to break up the entities and file for bankruptcy. So, And the shareholders will take the loss. The question is, will you be one of those shareholders? Hopefully not. Armed society is a polite society. <laughs> Says people in Cali in deep TV sleep. Media and government is controlled by organized crime. Yeah, Edison is cutting power, just as uh, PG&E did in California and Nevada. They are, uh, they're fearing the liabilities of deaths due to the piss-poor infrastructure maintenance. Jesse, yeah. Very, very, very unfortunate. So what I want to do before I dial back, I just wanted to check in and share that. Uh, for those that might have gotten on late, I'll actually I'll try to pull back up the... Uh, try to pull back up the... Uh, Try to pull back up the little article here so you guys can see it. And uh, so this is it right here. It's this national emergency letter that was sent to me by someone in the community. And so it just basically just mentioned it. It's updating the people who they do business with. So this is a transporting company, uh, logistics company looks like. And so they're basically saying we're still in up, it's still up in chaos here in the country. You know, there's curfews, no banks. No schools and good a portion of people, I'm assuming, aren't working. So, state of national emergency. There will be nobody in school, no people working, the banks will be closed. So, imagine yourself. Put yourself in that type of environment where you're not going to work the next day because the office might close due to the threat of whatever. Because, you know, and that's the thing, we're a heavy service sector here. So, imagine not being able to drive downtown because the road's blocked off and they tires and rocks and bricks and stuff. Downtown is, you know, so that little chaotic environment. And then all your retail stores, your Walmarts, your Myers, Kroger's, whatever we, you know, whatever your local major retail food store is going to be cut, closed, or heavily guarded, protected to where they won't let people in. And so it's one of the things where being prepared. I think definitely from this moment forward, from this moment forward, as we're witnessing all this upheaval that's happening around the world. It'll be worth our while to really take into consideration events like this if they were to happen here. What does the word preparedness mean to you? And so all the things that people typically get prepared for when it comes to natural disasters, whether it be down in, down in the south with hurricanes and tornadoes and all those type of things, that might be a that might be a recommended procedure or recommended process moving forward into the 2020 time frame 
because once again, we, we can't really time anything, but we know based upon what's going on that things are a little hot and, and touchy right now out here. So therefore, I personally would just err on the side of caution of taking a little bit of time, a couple extra crumbs to put towards things that you might need of, uh, of value if there was a time frame where there was a national emergency or a national preparedness uh, that prevents us from going to the store and doing what we typically do. And that's just on some social unrest, governments shut things down. We're not talking about on a monetary side, the Federal Reserve keep doing what they're doing. It's going to erode confidence and faith in the monetary system. And then people are going to start going to the banks eventually start wanting to withdraw stuff and national emergency time frame as well. So, so much stuff that could happen, who knows, but I'm more than confident to say that something will occur as opposed to it not happening. And what is, be, what is being prepared mean to you is something I think you should consider. So that being the case, I just want to check in tonight. Didn't want to be long, but I appreciate the member of the community that sent me this email because this impacts his business. And he mentioned about Trump's tariffs. It's really starting to hinder his business as well because he's paying a higher price, which is ultimately a tax on him. And so he definitely, I'm assuming, would have to pass that on to his consumer. So um, this trade deal, extra taxation, we all starting to feel that now. So I appreciate you sharing your thoughts, my friend. And also, anybody else have stories out there that impacts them or impacts family and friends that's related to what's going on, please uh, email it to me. And, uh, and I would love to communicate with the, with, the, with the community because, once again, we're all in the same boat together, heading in the same direction. So hopefully we can keep each other informed and educated and up to date on what's going on and yeah, keep this party moving. But other than that, that being the case, it's uh, 1116 here on the East Coast. And so I appreciate everybody for hanging out with me as always. If you find us informative, don't be afraid to hit that dump, uh, the thumbs up button right there. And as always, there's all types of other uh, goodies on the side right here. You know, we've got the cash gold notes. we got all the free resources. You name it. There's no reason why you're not informed and able to take action. So it's all in your hands as well as the Lord. So, you know, this is definitely a time to stay prayed up and Definitely, as time moves on, I'm definitely going to be sharing more of what I feel led to, to share from a spiritual sense because um, I'm of the mindset that starting from this moment forward, we're going to need wisdom from a different source because we've exhausted all of our all of man all of mankind's ability to solve or to push along our own issues. We need a higher source, and I think uh, you know definitely, Lord, the Lord can provide some insight and some wisdom at this current time. I think we need it more than ever, but that's enough of me preaching for tonight. I appreciate everybody for hanging out with me as always. If you enjoyed it, share it, give it a thumbs up, and then definitely come back tomorrow night, same time, same place, and we should be able to get some more chit-chat in at an earlier time. Other than that, as always, if you guys have enjoyed this and want to support the channel, I always love your help. Become a Patreon member of minimum of $5 or whatever. goes a long way to help encourage me to continue to do what I do. I'm going to do it anyway, but it's always good to know I'm appreciated uh, monetarily so that I can get my weight up and get prepared on my end. So that being the case, be blessed. Peace. Hey there. Sorry for this interruption, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. If you've been enjoying this live stream, why don't you partner with me and be a support to the channel via Patreon membership for just a minimum of $5 a month. All you have to do is scroll down beneath this video here, click the Patreon link, then consider donating as little as $5 a month toward the channel. A little bit of crumbs can go a long way, and I appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to this live stream.